Dear Lord, this is indeed our prayer that we would like to be a blessing to all. So we pray that you definitely will work in our heart, in our end our life. Capture a heart that we may follow you. Capture a heart that we may surrender to you. Capture a heart that we may become a blessing to the world. This is indeed our prayer, Lord. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's turn to Colossians. Chapter one, verse eighteen. He is also head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning and the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself might come to have a first place in everything. Now, as you know that for many, many Sundays, we are here being occupied with the preeminence of Christ. Now, last time I tried to approach it in a very practical way. We talk about the language used in the, our meetings. So, this morning I would like to continue in that direction. Now, this is only practical aspects. And every one of us has to be go to has to go to the Lord. Now you may consider it before the Lord. Now if you see exactly the same thing, then you just follow the Lord. So this morning again we try to approach the this matter in a very practical way. So now we have to turn to another proportion of the word. Chaba, let's turn to Book of Acts, Chapter 2. Starting from verse 5. Now you know this is something about uh, what happened in the day of Pentecost. Now we know very well what happened that day. You remember how the Holy Spirit poured down from heaven. Now those who met in Jerusalem, how they became one in Christ. Formerly they were 120 individuals. Probably best individuals in history 
of the church. On that very day, they were baptized into one body of 120 members. So we know what happened on that day. So now we do a little bit review on what happened on that day. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. From verse 5. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together. Remember what happened that day? Something very dramatic. There was even a sound from heaven. So when this sound occurred, the multitude came together. And they were confused. Because everyone heard them speaking, speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Now let us read carefully. Parthians and Medes, and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene. Visitors, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes. Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speak, speak, speak in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. Now let us pay attention here. They not only hear their own language, they are dialect. Now important is this, through that tongues, the wonderful God, words of God is made known to them. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this be? Others, Mark said, they are full of the new wine. All these speaking in tongues. Has a very important effect. Somehow they were gathered together. Somehow they heard the words of God. But now they all raise the same question. And what, so whatever could this mean? You need 
interpretation here. So then we see how Peter stood up. And through the word of God. Now, people all understand what that means. So we know that all the dialogue only prepare the way for that interpretation. All the interpretation has to come from one language and one language only. That's the word of God. Do you understand? So this this part is very interesting portion in the word of God. Now, after we make such a review, we ought to draw some important lessons from Now first we have to understood have to understand one thing. It were the language that divide us. Formerly, we were one as human race on this earth. With that one language, the enemy of God was able to unify the world. So they, we, they say we come. Let us build a tower. Let us try to uh, try to build something that will make our the name known to the world. And it will be lasting forever. For that reason, now you understood what happened. And God came down and confused the people through the language. So from that time on, we have so many dialects. I can understand you, you can understand me. If we live in the same village, we understand each other. Now, if we climb to another side of the mountain, now because the barrier of the mountain, you see the two different languages. So because of that, we were all divided. I don't understand you. You don't understand me. But don't forget, those who live the same village, we speak the same language. And out of the language, we develop some kind of culture. And we are proud of our own history and our own culture. So that's why you had a Babylonian civilization. You have Egyptian Egyptian civilization. You have a Chinese civilization. You have an Indian civilization. These are the most <coughs> ancient civilizations. Being wonderful developed. And speak some of it because they speak the same language. They will become a kingdom. They will become form kind of empire. Within that same language. Almost all the empire or all the kingdom was under a one powerful language. So that's our history. That's how we were divided. But let us remember one thing. On the day of Pentecost, Holy Spirit has done one thing 
very in a very special way. He just reversed the whole direction. When the whole world is going through a current which going that direction. Divisions are the division. We are divided because we speak different language. But thank the Lord. What is gospel? What is the work of the Holy Spirit? On the day of Pentecost. <laughs> Why that was the day which marked the history of mankind? Remember, the day of crucifixion. It's a very important day. From that day on, now we all have the hope. As sinners, we know now there is a Savior. But thank the Lord. He not only died for us on the cross, He also has been risen on the third day. And because He ascended to heaven, so He poured down His Holy Spirit. So, my brothers, and now not only we were baptized, Applied into one body. But what kind of impact to the world? Do you understand? We know we are one. We have no problem. We are all colorblind. Just like what, just like what the Bible said, what, what, what Paul said. Now from now on, I no longer, I, I only, I no longer look at the people in our flesh. Not our Appearance. Why? Because all those who are in Christ, all those who have been living in Christ, now they are new creation. Everything become new. Sorry, in that new creation, you don't see Chinese, you don't see Brazilians, you don't see Indians. If today you still see Chinese, you still see a, a, a Brazilian. That means we still live in the world. That means we still try to observe the world from our fleshly eyes. So, brothers and sisters, how do we know we grow in the Lord? Now, one thing for sure. Now, before we are saved, we are very keen with our eyes. All Brazilians. But if you speak the tongue like from the south, people immediately notice that. If you are from this province of Minas called Minero, now, from the accent, immediately know that they are different. Now, brothers, they are all Brazilians, but they were divided. The same thing with the United States. Those Yankees and those Texans. Now, you see, they are completely different. So, brothers, if you live in this world, if you live according to our flesh, therefore we are divided. Do you see that? And what happened in South Carolina? Now, everybody from the conscience know that. Some kind of flag has to take it down. No, no. officially, the, that 
flag is down. even that happened, now if you look into the news, and you still find that some people, they still carry that flag. They have that freedom. Why? Brothers and sisters, only one way to take out from your heart. Then something really removed. Now officially you can say let that flat down. But for many in many people's hearts, that flag still in their hearts. So when they went to the street, now if this is a democratic country, they definitely can express themselves. So brothers, so finally you know that. Even the law, even we know what is right, but you can never you can never, uh, you can never touch the heart of the people. Only something be touched in the very depth of our being. When the cross really deals deeply in our heart, something is taken away. So, brothers, now you love your brother sister. Doesn't mean they are lovely. He may speak your language. He may cause lots of problems to you. So this is not a problem of language. This is a spiritual problem. Thank the Lord. You have to love Him. You have to love her. As Christ loved Him or love her. So brothers and sisters, do you understand? And you see that brother. Because you see Christ in him. You do not see his face. You do not see his uh, his his uh, uh, his uh, 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 appearance. <laughs> now, in Portuguese, something very interesting. When you say some some person, now if you in in, in their language, sometimes they say this this face. So you see, people tend to look our face. But Paul said, from now on, now brothers, when you deal with the brother and sister, you no longer see, you only see Christ in you. So no problem. On that day, we become one. Thank the Lord. Neither Jews nor Gentiles. Neither male nor female. Nor master or free, free man. Or, or bound slave or free man. So you can see we are one in Christ. This is something Alexander Great couldn't achieve. He has a dream. He has a wonderful dream. He never reached it. On the day of Pentecost, the dream of Alexander the Great has been realized because this is real realized from the bottom of our heart. We love our brother. We love our sister. We don't see Americans. We don't we don't see Chinese. We don't see Brazilians. We see Christ in everyone. You see? So that impact to Christians. 
But on that day, there is another impact to the world. Brothers, this world ought to be divided. Then they can be unified to build the Tower of Babel. You see what I mean? When they are against Christ, when they are against God, they need to unify everybody. I heard, uh, I saw some uh, advertisement in the television. And by atheists, it's an organization, so called freedom from religion. They said, we want freedom. We are not afraid of the, we are not afraid of the fire of hell. So you see, brothers and sisters, remember, this is the world. We live in this kind of the world. And this world, don't forget, always try to unite together. Just like in the end day of the kingdom of Antichrist. And then you find he will use all kinds of ways just unite together. Finally, they want to reach the top and then they want to proclaim their name. So that's why Brother, sister, they, they were confused. They were, uh, they were, they, they, they were divided. Even until today. But thank you. Now, gospel or hope has done some, something reversed. Think about it. On the day of Pentecost, because of the work of the Holy Spirit, people is able to hear their own dialect. Now why these people, why these people speak in tongues? Why the Holy Spirit let them speak in tongues? Do you think God wants to make them special? Do you think God wants to play magic? Not at all. God has a purpose. Because God will tell the people. From now on, it's different. Now is the age of the gospel. In the age of the gospel, now remember that all the unbelievers, they should be able to listen to... Uh, as, as, now, as, now, when the miracle comes, now you see these disciples, they all speak different tongues. Think about it. We know that some people from Parthia, Persia, and some from Persia, some Elamites, and they all speak different languages. But think about it. These 120 people, by the grace of God, they were able to speak their language. They never been in Persia. They never been in Parthia. They were able to speak the language. Now you will say, why this For one purpose. And somehow they can hear the works of God. And because of the curiosity, they gathered together. They were scattered. But now out of, 
out of what God is has done. They all speak their dialects. So they hear the language. And they hear the words of God. But now they begin to wonder. They begin to ask. What does this mean? Do you see, brothers? When people is able to ask, what does it mean? He is almost persuaded. So now you need the last final touch from the word of God. So do you understand, brothers? Now, definitely speaking in tongues has a place in the Bible, in the word of God. But don't make things upside down. Now, don't make a carriage before the horse. You see, you can never change the order. All these are important things. The Holy Spirit tried to reverse the order. Originally, they couldn't hear and understand. They couldn't, couldn't understand each other. They were divided. And now, in their own language, they may know the words of God. But brothers, you need a final language. Which is the language of Christ. Do you understand? And when the word of God is being preached, when Peter stood up and speaks, oh brothers, how powerful Three thousand people got saved. And then five thousand people get saved. Then they bring their gospel. Back to their home. Oh, brothers and sisters, you just cannot imagine. The same Peter who wrote the letter to the same Peter who wrote the letters of Peter. Now he tried address to those being scattered. And where they were scattered? If you read chapter two, you know where they were. You know where where they were. They were there scattered, and they actually beyond Euphrates. Some people from Cappadocia, some from Pontus, and many other places. So, brothers and sisters, now you can understand. These people, they heard the interpretation of Peter. Now, Peter tried to strengthen them. Now, before the eve of persecution, you know what happened? And Peter wrote the list letter. Try to try to warn them. Now, there will be a fire what finally God wants is to go. So my brothers, what is our building? By wood and haze? By gold and silver? Now remember one thing. The fire of trial will come very soon. Don't ask why this happened in this part of the world. Now why? Why? What happened? What happened? 
And why this year and it become most tragic year for people of Israel? You not only have Islamic, it is IS. They are called Islamic State. In another word, they want to have a revival of the Ottoman Empire. But the, oh, this is only one side of the story. And what people of Israel was facing, not just this side. This side, no doubt, you, this side is Babylonian side. How about the Persian side? And then you discover so-called Iran. Call themselves uh, Islamic Republic. <coughs> so for that reason, they want to create another empire. So you can see Iran and ISIS. Islamic State and Islamic Republic. They want to see who should be the conqueror of the world. That's what happened. So today, if you want to study the Word of God, if you want to understand prophecy in the Bible, now we have to approach from this point So it is true, today we live in such now, why live in this such a world? Because the Lord is coming back. Now, if we already in uh, four seals, and we are not far from fifth seal, now in fifth seal, there will be a worldwide persecution. So that means the fire of trial is coming. Do we prepare our younger generation for that? You prepare them well to go to the best college. From now on, you accumulate your money. No matter what, you will send your younger generation to the best school. But have you prepared? If the word of God is sure, if the Bible prophecy is sure, now remember the message of Peter was very real. The fire of trial will come. At that time, whether our young people is wood and haze or gold and silver, immediately we will see. As parents, or as grandparents, how do you feel? So, my brothers and sisters, for that reason, you know that those people, they came from Cappadocia, they came from Pongtu, they came from Pathia. Remember, the, the, the Holy Spirit has done a wonderful thing. They have heard the gospel in their language. But the reason why they were saved because the final interpretation. Because they all ask, what does that mean? Now people say, I tell you, what does that 
And because of the interpretation, all everybody believe, all the people, all those people believe in the Lord Jesus. Now they went back. They went back a couple of those times. They went back to party. And all those places. So, brothers and sisters, I had a village recently, I had the privilege recently to visit Cappadocia. Also to visit Pondu. Also to visit Armenia. Yeah, all the way to Mount Ararat. So, when I walked in that area, I began to appreciate what the message given by people. Do you see that? And now they speak the same language. When you read Peter's, uh, Peter's letter, it's just like Paul's letter. Do you see that? They speak the same language. Thank the Lord for that. And because of that, we are all saved. Now they try to encourage them. Now you you know you had to prepare for the fire. So very interesting. Why Cappadocia? Now if you go to Cappadocia, you find it's a very unusual place in our planet. So when you land in that part of the world, now you thought that you are in the moon, landed in the moon. So matter, no wonder many people want to take the hot air balloon, try to see that part of the but Cappadocia actually is the heartland of Turkey. It is really in the middle. It's very, really in the middle. Now, why Cappadocia? Thank the Lord. And in the time, in the Roman time, before the Lord's crucifixion, at that time, God already prepared something. Now those people in Cappadocia, they have a kingdom called Kingdom of Cappadocia. Now of course, if they live in that part of the world, they live in the caves. How many caves do they have? How many underground cities do they have? So now according to most recent archaeologists, they have about 250 underground cities. And one of them is supposed to be very great. Big one. It is all eight floors. You know, from 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 the earth all the way down. Now people live in the bottom. Because it's much close to the water. And very interesting. And the whole underground city can accommodate about uh, about now why this why today when we go there why you can see such a big city there's some reason for it because in a time when Peter spoke preaches gospel God already prepared something and somehow the kingdom of they have some they have some connections through the marriage with Hero's family. So somehow they married the daughters of Hero's family. 
Now you know Hero's family. They were Edomites. They live in Edom. Now if you have visited Jordan, especially you visit Petra, now that part where they live, actually they live in caves. Normally we, normally we build a city upon the rock. That's Jerusalem. But if you go to Petra, it is within the rock. You carve a city. Do you see that? There's something very interesting. That's what happened. In that part of the world, they are most, most intelligent. They hardly know how to build. In such a place. So, after the people, uh, after uh, the after uh, the capture into Babylon, you know all the Judeans, uh, all the people of Judah, all tribe of Judah, they were all captured Babylon. So the whole land of Judah become vacuum. They live only next to Judah. So immediately they migrated to the land of Judah. Now in the southern part of Judah, there is a land of thousand caves. Now one of the cave is Adullam. The cave of Adullam by David, remember? Now you can understand there must be some kind of a special uh, formation of the earth in that part of the world. Because it's all soft, it's all soft, like limestone. So for that reason, they are going to build something underground. So think about it. When those tribal Judah were captured into Babylon, so they definitely migrate, they move forward, they eat westward. So they come to the land of David. They come to the land of thousand caves. They almost come back home. Remember, so that's why in the New Testament, and you, if, you, if you read the, the, the Bible, Gospel of Mark, if you go to your map, you find in the time of Jesus, southern part of Israel, a part of that is called Edomia. Now, Edomia, Edomai. Yeah, yeah. In Chinese, called Edomai. So, if you see Edomai, that means Edomia, that means from Edom. So, now remember who was head of Edomia. The father of Alexander, uh, uh, the father of Hero the Great. So now you can understand. You know David at that time he he, he knew from one cave to another cave. In the beginning, he thought something for his sheep. In case of storm. Now, they have to know And he never realized those kind of caves actually 
for himself. Not only for himself. And later because of Inomite. Because these people know how to live in the cave. And because of the marriage between the kingdom of Cappadocia and the Kiros family, so now you have a Jewish presence in Cappadocia. Do you see, understand? And because they live there, now one day they say, oh, we want to go to Jerusalem to celebrate uh, Passover. And they heard the gospel. They are saved. They went back. So in the beginning, they were Jewish people. Where they were there? Why they were there? Most likely, the descendant of this of the of uh, of. Here are the greats. Or the mixed marriage, or the descendant of the mixed marriage. But anyway, brothers and sisters, now you know that some Jews really come from the part of Cappadocia. But thank the Lord. Remember, because they are very skillful how to live in the cave. So remember, in the beginning, before the persecution comes, a cave is just a cave. But when that fire of trial comes, a cave is no longer a cave. I was so surprised. I was so shaken. When I visited one of the underground cities, I even can witness Lord's table. And it is true, you know, in the middle, in the middle. And then you can see that they, they all hide themselves in that cave. They have a big kitchen. But they don't have a chimney. Because they are afraid that the smoke will draw attention of the enemy. Now think about because these, these people used to be populated by Jewish people. When they die, they always rolling stone. Rolling stone. Rolling stone. Rolling stone. It's round, it's round, right? They always put it in the cave, or put before the grave. You see, so if you if you know the rolling stone, you know that Jewish presence. Now very interesting. There are six hundred exit to that uh, uh, ground, uh, underground city. The enemy didn't know about it. But every exit. There, most likely there is a, uh, is a rolling stone. And if you take away the rolling stone, there is only one pathway, only narrow pathway, only for one person. Do you understand? And now, if those people want to approach this place, when they see, no, approach, when they see the rolling stone, what do they get? They know this might be too. So, even you come from 500 directions, their impression is the same. This must be a Jewish tomb. But they never realized when persecution came, all those Christians live in that cave. 
You see, for a long period of time, it's different from Rome. Now, in Rome, you only see the tombs. In Cappadocia, you we really see what happened in that, what happened in underground cities. So, they have kitchens. They have place to, uh, to reserve for the, uh, for, for the food. They are not worried about water. Because if they dig deep enough, <coughs> so they definitely touch the water. So if these eight uh, floors, now you know that people always leave the, 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 the place where really close to the water. So think about it. When the fire comes, these Christians, they know how to live So that's the result. That's the result of Peter. Remember, if not, if not because of interpretation of Peter, they only are Jews. They will not be persecuted. But because now they are Christians. So Peter wrote to the saints in Cappadocia. Said that now there will be fire of trial will after the trial, you will find gold. So for a long period of time, remember brothers and sisters, if you visit that place, okay, in one place, 3,500. Now last year, there was another discovery. This is probably the largest underground city has ever discovered in the whole world. And it is much bigger than what I have seen. And how many people they accommodate? 20,000. So think about it. Now altogether, how many of them? 250 of them. So now you can understand why there are so many Christians. And not only there, also in Pontus. Now Pontus, there is a mountain called Pontus, Pontus, Alps. 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 Now, in Europe, you know, highest mountain is Alps. So, in Pontus, in Black Sea area, it's also high mountain. And then those people, Christians in Pontus, they know how to build in the cliff. A hiding place. So if you go to Istanbul today, the best builders all come from Pontus. And if you visit the cliff, you saw nothing happen. But if you enter into another world, and then you find a Christian really meet there at least for a thousand years. Now, Arabs has invaded that area in 7th century. And later also, also uh, this, uh, the, another, uh, another invasion. But brother, sister, how the Christians were able to live in that place? They live in secret. They live in a hiding, hiding place. So now we can understand. That's the trial of fire. Now what is the goal? Of course, today we cannot see much gold. 
But one thing we can be sure. Today we talk about Trinity. Now we see the truth of Trinity in the Bible. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It is wonderful, right? But remember, in order to see the truth, you have to pay the cost. It is not because you are clever. It is not because you live in scientific world. It is not because you have special IQ. No. Remember, brothers, God has to work deeply in your life. Somehow your eyes will open. And there are three church fathers live in Cappadocia. And remember, brothers, and because these three church fathers, through them, we know the truth of Trinity. So remember, brothers, after that great fire, the gold is produced. Today, we are able to see the light. All because these brothers, they have gone through the suffering. So, brother, Peter and Paul, they share the same. Even Paul went to the Gentiles. Peter went to uh, the, uh, the uh, Shogali, uh, uh, circumcised. No matter what, brothers, they speak the same language. And then they prepare the people waiting for the coming persecution. So, brothers, that's what happened. That's what happened. These people got saved. Now, if we go back, then we ask one question. How did they get saved? First, they heard someone speak their own language. They, they gather together. They will never gather together. But now they gather together. Because they hear their, their own language. God, something, God must have done something. Actually, He's reversing the work in the past. But not only their language, but in their language, they heard something. The works of God. And now, these are preparatory. They ask, what does this mean? Then Holy Spirit always open our eyes with the word. Why we are saved? Not because of speaking tongues. Why we are saved? Because, because of, of the word. But, God used this language. God used this dialect to make them curious. And when they come together, and especially in their language, they hear the great word of gospel. They are ready. So now, brothers, need Peter to explain. But that explanation is very costly. If they are not Christians, if they remain as Jews, they may live a wonderful life. But thank the Lord, because they heard the gospel, they walk in the way of the cross. 
So brothers, do you understand? That's the language. <coughs> Holy Spirit use it to preach the gospel. Now, this time I have the privilege to go to that part of the world. In other words, the east of Euphrates. But don't forget, what language are speaking at that time? Only one language. Only one common language. If you either if you travel east, all the way to India, <coughs> and because you know Alexander the conquered the world, he turned, he he had no desire to to have he had no desire to gain the earth to gain any territory. No. No, that's not his dream. His dream is this. His world will be benefited from the culture of Greeks. So you find Greek city everywhere. And there you find Greek language everywhere. Do you see that? Now, when you really, about 300 Years before Christ, God used Alexander the Great. Prepared, prepared the soil. So whenever Peter and other apostles they went east, remember, brothers, everywhere they speak the same language. But again, that's not classic Greek. It's a broken Greek. It's a, it's, a, it's a combination of the classic Greek and the local language. So it's different. Just like English is English. If you go to Singapore, there's a different English. You still can understand. If you go to Australia, there's Australian English. Brother, it's all English. The same thing. It is Greek. But you need the Greek down to the earth. You need a Greek that the housewife can go out and do some shopping. So because of that, you see, they are speaking the same language. A common language. That is Greek. And because of that, now, New Testament was written in Greek. What language New Testament should use? No longer Hebrews. If Boswell had to preach to the whole world, because everywhere people understand Greek. So, brothers and sisters, now you understand. Do you understand? Now, if you come to the church in Antioch, there are four components. And some people speak Greek, some people are Romans, some Jews, and some local. Now, brothers, what kind of language they are using? Of course, for Jewish people, they want to speak Hebrew. And of course, for, 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 for Roman people, they like to speak Latin. But brothers, when they meet together, and you discover, and the Jewish people never insist on Jewish and also Roman never insists. If they insist on that, 
Now, then, then uh, the Antioch people know how to give them the nickname. Now, if they are very Jewish, they definitely give the name very Jewish. But no, brothers, you cannot call them Jewish, nor Roman, nor Greek, nor local. Because what they are doing is not to express certain kind of culture, no. What they want is to tell Christ. So, brothers and sisters, when they come together, they read New Testament. And in the same language, when they fellowship, they come and use the same language. Do you understand? So, you, you see, that's what happened in Antioch. But the impression of the world knows now they still can see their skin is different. Roma is different from Greek, and Greek is different from the Jews. If you look from outer appearance, they are different. So I don't know the components there. Now, if the Jews have more Jews there, then you will say, oh, this must be a Jewish church. No, no, no. Whether this is, if this church is never Jewish. So you see, brothers and sisters, if the church is never Brazilian, if the church never Chinese. So when you really come to uh, Antioch, now brothers, they really have a wonderful testimony. And then, the whole society smell that impact. How do we give them a nickname? They are Christians. They are followers of Christ. Christ is there. Even they understand Greek. Never make them make them great great philosophers. The reason they understand Greek. They understand the word of God. They want to do one testament. So brothers, that's the language they are using. So from there, brothers, we derive some important principles. When we come together, if you're in Brazil, no problem. If you live in Hong Kong, no problem. But if you live in a place like Antioch, and you find four components of Christians, they come together. So the Bible says, church in Antioch is singular, never plural. Why? Because is Christ divided? Because Christ is a common language. So for that reason, now you understand. Even they use a broken Greek. Because that's the language everybody can understand. The whole church can be edified. Do you see that? Now if you really speak in such on dialect, you speak on tongue according to the Bible. It ought to be translated. Do you understand? If not translated, people couldn't understand. When we come together, the church is supposed to be edified people. Everybody should understand. So that's why the Bible said it's okay to have a tongue. But you need a translation. You see what I mean? So that's the principle. So I think 
As far as the body of Christ, we have no problem. But now, how we approach the world, how do we preach the gospel to the world? Now, I use a very practical example. Recently, we have a gospel meeting on Sunday. Now, people come here. But think about it. As a Christian, we have no problem. But when you invite friends, now suppose if some people invite Chinese friends, they are not saved. They were well versed with Chinese culture. They consider China as the central part of the whole world. Even when they want to come to the meeting, they expect Everybody speak Chinese. Do you understand? So, okay, suppose one of them came and his brother Isaac was speaking. Think about it. What should be in their mind? With us, no problem. But with them, has a problem. Now, you as a Chinese, why do you speak English? You see, that's the first thing. Now, if you use Chinese, it's much easier for us. Do you understand? You had to understand. For those unbelievers, definitely they look at appearance. So then they wonder, why they invite us here? Now, there are so many Chinese churches here. Some people speak Mandarin. Some Cantonese. Why are we going there? Now, why is such a mixture? Do you understand what I mean? So for them, definitely they were divided. Because what happened in the past? When the world tried to be united to against God. That's the consequences. So we had to prepare for that. So but thank the Lord. Now even when they are here, when Holy Spirit is working, and when Lucio stood up. Now, as far as you, you observe his face, definitely he's not Chinese, but now he's preaching gospel. Think about it. When Holy Spirit is working, somehow, some of the Chinese, their heart was touched. Just a few words from Brother Lucio. Is it English? But some, it, it is English. But the language is more than English. And somehow touch his heart. And some people are saved. So brothers, on Lord's Day, if we preach gospel, definitely, there will be such a reaction. And think about another side of the coin. Some American-speaking brothers and sisters, this is good, wonderful. Now we have a gospel meeting on the Lord's Day. So let's just bring our friends there. Think about it. Your friend never gets saved. They saw exactly in their mind. So then when they come, then they said, okay, now this must be Chinese church. So from the very beginning, they already resist everything. But who knows? 
And you never know. Do we really trust the Holy Spirit? Do you think the only language is the problem? Now, this language will usher in. So, for that reason, the importance is whether we have the presence of God. If we do not have the presence of God, even you speak beautiful Chinese or beautiful English, nothing will accomplish. So, thank God. Now, you see, through that experience, we are very encouraged. However, we have to think twice. For us Christians, language never problem. But for unbelievers, it's much easier. If they listen the gospel in their own language, and then at least they were curious, they will come again again. And finally, they will ask, now what does that mean? But then, brothers, even he speaks their language. He's here, his language never gets saved. Only when the word of God somehow touched his heart, he's converted. So you see, brothers, for that reason, we had to be sensitive. Sometimes we are too spiritual. We think that our, the world speaks exactly the same way. So that's why sometimes we get into dilemmas. If Lord bless us, we should continue Sunday Mass Gospel preaching like this. However, we should be before them. Should we consider before in order for their sake. Now, instead of they come to us, why we come to them? In other words, as Paul said, now to the Jews, I act like a Jew. To Gentile, I act like a Gentile. Because all I want to do is to save somebody. So you see, brothers and sisters, now, sometimes it is you are not Jews. To act, to act like a Jew is difficult. That's what Hudson Taylor in China. Now, Hudson Taylor in China, in the beginning, he preached the gospel in, uh, in the Western coast. And he saw someone look at him and smile. He, he was excited because, that's, because that means it's a, it's a uh, good response. And finally, so he asked that person. He asked, I look you very responsive. Now tell me, what is your reaction? What is your question? What is your problem? He said, I look at you, look, look at the, your coat. You know, normally in China, Chinese, when they have a lady's coat, they tie it on cha, like, like, like here, you see? So, you know, they, they, or normally they do that. So then, this person said, I'm a tailor. I look at you. Very different. Why are you kai cha kai de jiggedi you see, you see, it's very difficult. It's different. So from that time on, and Hudson Taylor said, to Chinese, I act as Chinese. How do you act as Chinese? So you wear the same garment. Now most difficult is that that pigtail. 
So every day he had to spend lots of time to just make that. So brother, so all the inland Chinese mission, all the Chinese inland mission missionaries. They all were Chinese. The reason is very simple. They want win Chinese to Christ. No matter what kind of price they are willing to. So you see, brothers, for that reason. Now, we think about those unbelievers. We have to think about their problem. So for that reason. Now, we still preach the gospel. Now, don't think only Sunday when we preach the gospel is the church preaching gospel. Whether it's church gospel or preach gospel, it depends on whether all the members of the body so think about it. Suppose, let, I'm also suppose. Now suppose we want to win some Brazilians in New York to Christ. So how are you going to do it? First, we have to pray together. We want to win the souls of Brazilians in this country, in this, nation, in this city. All right, when time comes. When some brothers, sisters, uh, Brazilian brothers, sisters, they feel that burden. They say we want to preach the gospel. Now, of course, if you are Sunday, there is some kind of problem there. Now, I don't, I don't misunderstand me. I never say try to do something replace the Sunday Sunday uh, preaching gospel. But we may do something more. We may try to go to them more. So you think about if brothers and sisters really have a burden for the soul among Brazilians. Probably it's difficult for them to invite them on Sunday. But at least either Friday evening or Saturday evening. Now they may invite them to have a meal together. And then those who know how to cook may help, can help. Then of course when they preach the gospel, now definitely this friend they want to hear gospel in Portuguese. Now someone preached gospel in Portuguese, no translation. And they all be home. They may, eat, they may come together, eat uh, Brazilian food. So they really make the night uh, like, uh, like a Brazilian night. Now when they preach gospel, for some people who do not understand Portuguese, now what you can do, you can pray in the, more, in, uh, in, uh, in the second floor. Now, while the, the brother and sister preaching the gospel, you don't know the language, but you pray for them. So, brother and sister, from the very beginning to the very end, whole body of Christ move just to gain the souls for that purpose. The, the same thing applies to Chinese. For example, some nights, when you really invite these people come, and you only speak Chinese, no translation. Now, it's much easier for them to accept the word. But of course, 
after they are saved, when we bring them to the meeting, when they come to the Lord's table, we will teach them. Now this time for us to have a testimony. So in weekdays, in order to grow, in order to help each other, of course we can use our mother language. So brother, sister, using mother language also for the weaker ones. But don't forget, many people are weaker ones. We have to win them for Christ. So for that reason, now my suggestion is very simple. Now is it possible for us to go to the Lord? Then the one night probably is Brazilian night. One night probably Chinese night. One night maybe a Spanish night. All different languages. All different languages. But the whole church worked together to win Christ for the Lord. Then brothers, it's up to the Holy Spirit to determine. Do you see that? Maybe to our surprise. And who knows the Lord will win many Brazilians here. Now, one thing happened in the past. You know, when Brother Khan was here, and with the saints. There was a co-worker which is the son-in-law of Austin Sparks. So they were together. Now finally, finally, uh, the, the, uh, uh, our brother said to uh, I'm leaving here. I cannot stay anymore. But this is Chinese church. So then according to Brother Constance, after our brother left, and to our surprise, God really brought many Spanish-speaking brothers so now you have so many Spanish brothers and sisters. Now even unbelievers, they cannot call it a Chinese church. So you see, brothers, it's up to the Holy Spirit to do that. We cannot do this. To be born from the Holy Spirit is a matter of the Holy Spirit. It works the Holy Spirit. So if you want this person saved, that one's perceived. So brothers, there's no way for us to control. So because uh, now we, we, we had to be careful, so even some people want to save, we, 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 we try to push them back. Think about brothers. All those missionaries, they left their home. Far from their home, go to China. Try to win people to Christ. But now these Chinese, they came all the way to your door. They all come to New York. Now, brothers and sisters, if this brother invite them, whole church must stand up, stand up, and try to win them for the Lord. You see, brothers and sisters, if we have a mind of Christ, we definitely know what to do next. So may the Lord speak to us. I, I will say, I will no longer talk about this issue anymore. Because I know that this is only for those who really before the Lord. You consider before the Lord. Then probably Holy Spirit can do something like this. So again, I remind you, brothers. Now, language is a is an important thing. However, Holy Spirit can reverse that. So is it possible? 
Today, of course, we cannot speak in tongues. But at least one of the nights, when we preach gospel, for those Brazilian unbelievers, they only hear their language. Then they amazed. And they, they, they heard the works of God. The testimony. But then, you need the word of God. So I believe that when our brother who speaks in Portuguese preach the gospel, of course, always based on the word. So then, the result is a result. So may the Lord speak to us. We, you know, we cannot stand still anymore. We have to be wake up. All things happen around us. Just to wake us up. Our time is running out. The Lord is coming back very soon. So brothers, if you really love the Lord, why let us pray together? Especially Tuesday, pray together. Now, if somehow there is some hindrance for the people to listen to the gospel here, we have to find a way. We have to go to the Bible. And then, probably, this other solution. So I just present these things before you. Again, I said, we have to go to the Lord. And ask Lord in what way He will make it. He will, in what way He will fulfill it. But important thing the principle is the same. These are only methods. These are only practical issues. If when you do the experiment, if it doesn't work, let's change it. We never change the word of God. We never change the testimony. We can change our way. So, but in, even in that way, we need a fellowship. We cannot, some people say, okay, Let's do it. No. Somehow, some brothers, they pray. They really have burden. Then they come to the church. We want to preach gospel. We don't want to preach gospel alone. We want the whole church to work together. We pray. Now, even you work hard to try to serve them, but at the same time, now they never stop praying for the meeting. And let's see whether the Lord will win some soul to Christ. The same thing applies to Chinese. The same thing applies to other churches. So by this way, if our heart is soft, may the Lord really bless. Who knows? He is the Lord. When He blows the wind, always according to His will. Brothers, we cannot do it. If you ask me, why more brothers and sisters because saved? That's the word of the Holy Spirit. What can you do? You see, brothers? But then, that doesn't mean that we should, we should be before them. And sometimes we feel difficult. But no way to stop us to preach the gospel. And this is only a suggestion. So I try to balance what I've shared before. Now with Christians, no problem. And some people, they are willing to take up the cross. 
They are willing to pray in broken English. And think about it. When those who really speak English fluently, their heart will be tight. If they are struggling to praise the Lord, why I should continue to be lazy not to praise the Lord? Brothers, it will change the atmosphere. It will change the meeting. No doubt about that. But that's one lesson we should learn. But another lesson, remember, we have remembered many unbelievers. How can we win them to the Lord? Brothers, why you are here? And somehow we are together. There must be some purpose. So may the Lord really gain what He wants. So we have a seasonal prayer before we dismiss.